Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the April 14th edition of Rebel Guard Radio. I'm your host, KZ. This episode of Rebel Guard Radio is brought to you by our sponsors, WrestleWarehouse.com, Lucha Libre Masks, DVDs, T-shirts, and a bunch of different swag. Also, SlamBamJam.com for past and current Lucha Libre and Japanese pro wrestling. Um, Some really good best-of compilations and whatnot. And also, I'd like to throw shots out to the mothership, AngryMarks.com. Much love to Stevie J and the boys. And also, the other sponsor would be LightsOutRadio.com. Uh, Matt Bishop from Lights Out will be on in the second hour sometime to run down the upcoming UFC card. I'm joined on the line by my co-host, Rob. Robert, good evening. Good evening, man. How's it going? Fine and freaking dandy. I have also on the line the man, the myth, the legend, the straightest, gayest straight man I know, Mr. Kurt Brown. Purdy Curdy, how's it going? Going very, very well. As my wife Elena had once referred to me, the most flaming heterosexual you have ever seen. So fierce. Yes, so fierce. I got the fire in me, baby. <laughs> I think one of the sweetest compliments I was ever uh, paid on uh, Brian Alvarez's board was somebody uh, referred to me as a gay buddy Wayne. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I have no idea how to how to take that one. Um, for those that are listening live, you can uh, join us in the Angry Marks. Big ups to Nick in the chat room. Um, if you'd like to call in through the show, area code 347-215-7946. We have any open lines all show. So, yeah, it should be a, should be a fun, uh, fun show here. But Fail. Thanks, Brian. What a dick. <sighs> Man, I can't get by that guy. Well, Kurt, what's going on in the uh, in the world of uh, Mr. Kurt Brown? What's up? The world of Mr. Kurt Brown, just uh, being very happy, being healthy again, uh, keeping myself very busy uh, doing even you know 
things of, of more shallow nature than I have before, just keeping it very uh, simple yet psychedelic and complex, psychedelic without ingesting anything. And you, KZ. Mm. Tremendous. So uh, did you get a chance to catch WrestleMania? Yes, I did. It was... Uh, uh, I actually attended a WrestleMania party. I have not attended a pay-per-view a pay-per-view party in many years. Uh, attended it with our good friend Dan Farron, Fredo Esparza of SlamBamJam.com, and it was actually a lot of fun. It was hosted by a couple uh, that I met through Dan, who are people who are avid WWE fans, but you know. Uh, know nothing much about the business, are smarks, and it was fun kind of seeing their youthful exuberance being into it with knowing nothing of star ratings or uh, or all the uh, CD underworld tales of professional wrestlers. But as we tell them, they are all ears and love to hear it. So tell me, Curdy, what match blew you away? Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, just like everybody else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, everybody's been talking about snowflakes, sno- stars, yada, yada, yada. Um, I tend to, quote-unquote, rate matches by my, by my heart, how I feel, how you know it grips me. Um, I gave it five stars, and it's the Rubber Guard Radio match of the, uh, at least match of the first half of the year. Um, see, it's got to be up there. See, I'm in agreement with uh, the Wrestling Observer guys. I got to go with uh, four and three fourths myself. Uh, I don't know why I can't give it five. It was just, it was really good, and it, it just, it's hard to explain. It just didn't say five stars to me. It was real close though. Have you have you seen it on tape yet? I have no. Not. I haven't watched. I haven't watched it on tape. Oh, okay, that's probably why. So I'm kind of like you, you know. Zombie. I kind of go by my heart, and I, mm-hmm. uh, I think the last time I gave stars for a match was at least 15 years ago, probably even longer. I just kind of, uh, I just kind of go by, did it get me off or did it not? And that match mm-hmm. totally got me off. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now looks like they have, uh, they've dropped the Hardy Boys program. Since they're splitting brands, what a joke! Oh, oh no, 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 no! It's uh, it's not dropped yet. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, oh. keep your eyes open tomorrow night for something on uh, the oh, new okay. Superstore show. Oh, okay. Well, still, they they just didn't bring the hate. You know what I mean, Kurt? Yeah, I know, and I don't know. I for years. I think whenever you have some people who are thought of as like a tag team, whether it's Christian and Edge or the Hardys, or even going back to uh, Tatsumi Fujinami and Kengo Kimura, when you try to have them feud with each other, it just just doesn't gel most of the time. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion anyway. Well, it doesn't matter just... how good a worker they are. It just Yeah, th- and this one just didn't do anything for you me. You burned down my house. You killed my dog. What the yeah. fuck is that? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I didn't like the feud, but uh, I, I thought the SmackDown match was pretty good. I mean, Jeff had some really neat, neat looking spots there last Friday. You guys have seen that one yet? No, no, I haven't. They're still. I actually watch very little. I, I mean, I can confidently say that 
Taker and Sean is the best match I've seen this year, but it's one of the few matches I've seen. I always have so much catching up to do, but and, I, and like I said before, I refuse to watch ECW until they bring back the zombie and put him on top. <laughs> oh, darn. I just yeah, that's the ECW. only thing. I mean, that's the only thing I could ever save them. I, I think ECW is probably the most watchable show out of the four now, just because ECW is only one hour long, and uh, they they usually fill it up pretty well. Yeah, until until the zombie comes out and starts like eating Hornswoggle, tearing out his entrails, and feeding it to the crowd. Well, no, I ain't turning it on. Well, I, I need to take a break. I need to put down the phone. So, Rob, the show is yours. I'm going to hand you the office. So it, it's up to you to entertain Kurt. All right. I'll do my best. Entertain hey, anyway, Rob. Kurt. This is actually the you... first time we've met in any way, shape, or form, isn't it? I believe so. I believe it might maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you get a chance to this SmackDown match, uh, they had the two Hardy brothers. They had this really uh, sweet spot. Uh, Jeff Hardy, he rode a stretcher down the ramp like a skateboard, and then did a <laughs> did a dive right onto that. It was pretty wacky. It was okay. Crazy. I I will have to I will have to check that out. That does sound sweet. I must say, <laughs> and I'm all yeah, was, for any kind of inventive spot. Yeah, exactly. Like he just I don't know what it is, but he, he's he can do it. You know, it, it was so that spot was worth seeking. I can't believe it hasn't made it all over the internet yet because that was pretty interesting spot. Yeah, probably because people are scared stiff of uh, Jerry McDevitt uh, coming in and saying uh, copyright infringement. There, my friends. <laughs> it could be. Could possibly, be. possibly. Speaking I've of been... uh, sp- speaking of uh, great entities, a total non-corporate entity. I just want to give a shout-out to the spirit of Marilyn Chambers, who is one of both Northern California and sub, Southern California's greatest queens of the subculture of adult cinema, the coolest-looking girl next door you've ever seen, and the heavens are alive with a unique lust tonight. <laughs> I know that's totally off-topic of pro wrestling, but then again, the Kid Zombie show, is nothing is really off-topic. That's very true. Hey, all, uh, all topics are welcome here. All topics. Excellent. Love it. So, so Kurt, I heard you're... yourself, Rob. Well, I'm uh, I'm from the east side of uh, America. I'm I'm down here in Pittsburgh, and uh, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I watch just about everything I can get my hands on. So, Excellent. I'm a big uh, big fan of uh, the Japanese style, and uh, big fan of John Morrison. If you could believe that. I believe that. No, I see nothing wrong with that. Well, it's like I said earlier, I don't so much give stars to anything. I just look at it and say, did that like, did that you know get me going or did it not? Mm-hmm. It's it's you know I I never believe in intellectualizing what you enjoy too too much. To an extent, yes, but. All right, Kurt. Um, I have a question from the Figure Four board. Uh, yes. Kyle Breaker out there in Durham, North Carolina, uh, wanted to know. Um, regarding the Vandal Drummond and Craze against Shoot Fighter Dan Farron and Physico Nuclear. Regarding this match, what exactly was the point? What was the aim, the artistic effort they were going for? I, he's referring oh, to the dear. I, I think they might be reading a little too much in it. The, actually, the whole point was I just kind of wanted to lighten up the evening a bit. Um, it was an incredibly strange wrestling show in, in uh, Pasadena. And... 
it was going very well, actually. But, you know, Johnny Legend seemed a little antsy, like things weren't going right. And uh, same a little bit with Eric Caden, just kind of they didn't see, you know, feel like the show was flowing quite as much as it should. So uh, our good friend, shoot fighter Dan Farron, was teaming with our own Physico-Nuclear. And Dan took with him a gal by the name of Harley Available, who was a cute, smoking little blonde who had never done a wrestling show before. You know, her I don't even know if she'd ever been to a wrestling match before, for that matter. So anyway, I was teaming with Craze. And before the match, I just told uh, uh, Harley Available, I said, Oh, by the way, when a physical nuclear drop kicks me out of the ring, why don't you grab me by the hair and throw me into the post? And so she did that. And I whipped out a blade, and I just cut the shit out of my forehead. And it was really, actually, a beautiful sight. I don't think you could see so much as an eighth of an inch of my face. It was just pure red, just spraying all over the place. I, I mean, I just, I just looked like a corpse. Uh, now, now, for those that are listening, um, I, I capped that match, and I uploaded it. It's in the Pro Wrestling Forum at figure4online.com. So you can check it out. It's I think it's in my first or second post in there. But I do have a Skype caller. I think I know who this is. Skype caller, welcome to Rubber Guard Radio. Who am I speaking with? Hey, it's Fredo. Fredo, is how he? are you? Oh wow! Hey, I, I don't think he's here. Understood you. It's not. It wasn't anything artistic. I think the whole point was to scare me away from watching wrestling. <laughs> wasn't that the whole point? Fredo, I admire you because I know how much you hate the sight of blood, yet you kept your camera steady. You did not run. You did not even shake. Yeah, post, post-match. post You should tell them the post-match, everything that happened afterwards. Oh, it was Crazy. sweet. Well, even before the post-match, I started, I, I lost so much blood, I was starting to you know, I lose my balance. Made all the more difficult when physical actually started pounding on the wound itself, which was already flowing. Uh... Then afterwards, I'm actually, I'm not sure which story you're fishing for afterwards. I, uh, I me, remember me, me, us sitting, me sitting on the floor, half passed out. <laughs> I think you missed that part. Well, probably you remember better than I do. All I, all I can remember is uh, looking up to the heavens and saying that was for you, Larry Doyle. Larry Doyle was a friend of ours we lost a few years earlier, and he always loved a good little prank like that. And I, oh, the uh, most beautiful part was... Craze started yelling for his friend Andy, who was a photographer, and Andy came running thinking that, you know, he wanted to, you know, come help with my blood loss. But no, Craze just wanted to get pictures taken with me, uh, you know, standing next to my bloody corpse. Oh, jeez. Now, um, so the listeners know this is Alfredo Esparza, the owner, operator, the man, the myth, the legend behind SlamBamJams.com. Just one question for you, Alfredo. Considering how much footage you own, what is your favorite Lucha Libre match of all time? My favorite? Probably the mm-hmm. Santo Negro Casas from 87, I think. That was ah, my favorite. That's my favorite, too. Yeah. I, I remember being there for that match. You were there? Yes. Wow. You can, I think you can even see, uh, see me and Fizzy and my brother-in-law in the third row there. Whoa. It was it was even better live. I think Kurt, were you there? I was there. You were there too, huh? That was me. Yes. Oh. 
<laughs> crazy. Did you did you tell them about WrestleMania, the get together? Yes, I was telling them about the party we had. Yeah. How the one good match was uh, Sean and Undertaker, and how it was fun watching with some people who weren't totally indoctrinated into the world of smart wrestling. Yeah, true. That was actually a real blast. Of Something very exuberant about it. Now, before you guys get too uh, too uh, too far away from this, I, I gotta ask. Uh, now, now, my favorite match, Lucha Libre match, is uh, Mass versus Mass, Bianca three versus Atlantis. What do you yeah, think about that great. right now? That was a great mm-hmm. one. That was another good I, one. I, I think that may be my match of the decade. Next to Eddie Guerrero and Brock, that's it's pretty hard uh-huh. to top that. Eddie Guerrero and, uh, and Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. When I, uh-huh. Yeah, when Eddie wins the match. Yeah. yeah, I would say I'd say I like the Viano three and Atlantis. It's a tad better. Yeah, the Viano three Atlantis match turned a lot of fans into the Lucha fans. Basically, it turned a lot of you know a lot of wrestling fans who had never seen Lucha. They started watching Lucha Libre from that point forward. That is true. In fact, that I mean, did well, make match of the year for Wrestling Observer, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, it deserved it. Okay, um, we're gonna we're gonna change things up a little bit. Um, during before WrestleMania last last uh, week, I was trolling the uh, figure four board and and I, I put up a poll. Um, what is your favorite style of lucha? Um, either mat based or um, uh, traditional or uh, uh, the hardcore stuff or or the hybrid style. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Alfredo. What is your favorite style and the worker to go along with it? My favorite, probably the the old. I don't know if you guys ever saw like the old school brawling, like back in the '80s with Satanico. Not the not the crappy trios matches where the three Rudos are beating down on one technical, but the the when they have like a big um, one-on-one matchup, and it's just a wild brawl. Like Sangre, Chicana. yeah, like Sangre Chicana, Satanico, all those guys. Many of them would wind up in beautiful bloodbaths. Yeah, like I mean, I think there's it's play on YouTube the Sangre Chicana and uh, MS Uno match. I think that's. I remember that. That's probably the one that. One that sticks out for me is Satanico versus Jerry Estrada when Satanico was doing a technical run. That's another good one. That was sweet. How about you, Kurt? I like the old school, uh, old school combination of map style. Uh, and high spots. When it started started turning into a total spot fest, mm, that kind of lost me. I loved the just hold for hold style that old school lucha carried. I also, I also forgot to throw in the comedy. So you can never go wrong with lucha comedy. There you so go. The comedy, yeah, the comedy, the comedy was great. Like in the old days, now it's like everybody's just doing the, the you know the. The rubbing each other's butts and everything towards the end, you know, like La Farca does nowadays. I mean, that's exactly. And one of the things I loved about the old school lucha is it reminded me of the difference between a a talkie and a silent movie, especially since there was almost no mic work done. The uh, luchadores of like even as recently as the early '90s would do all their communicating to the fans in the ring, and it wasn't verbal. Most of it was just you know you know, facials and gesturing, you know, you really knew who truly was good, who truly was bad. And, now, now and it was done in video. like a really, like a silent movie is the best way I could describe it. Pantomime? Pantomime. In fact, one exactly. of my favorite, it's rare that I liked 
uh, screw finish for a stipulation match, but one of the few exceptions was El Dandy versus Satanico. The, they had a match one year that Satanico won. It was a hair versus hair. Then the following year, they had a rematch, and it was a typical bloodbath. And in the third fall, Dandy was just just selling all over the place for Satanico and getting destroyed. And Satanico keeps doing dirty move after dirty move in front of the referee. And, you know, of course, the referee favors Rudo, so referee's waving a lot of it off. And I can't remember what the spot is, but Satanico actually bumps into the referee and pisses him off. And as the referee's recovering, El Dandy just looks at Satanico. Then El Dandy jumps, you know, just drops to his knees and starts pointing at his crotch, saying, he fouled me, he fouled me. And the referee mad at Satanico, says, I believe you, and he raises Dandy's hand. And Satanico just looks aghast, like, how can you believe this man? And, you know, usually a DQ finish, you know, it's just it's just a bunch of crap. But Satanico sold it beautifully, like he was so upset that the referee believed him, and now he was losing his hair because of it. Well, that's one person that didn't doubt out Dandy. There you exactly. go. So. So Rob, what what's your your favorite style and what worker you know personifies that? Well, I'm a huge Skyda fan and I absolutely love the Ave style. That's uh, it's the, it's the same style TTP used with real fast and complicated submission holds. Uh, it's always been what I've liked the most. Net, no question about it. Okay, um, mine would be the hybrid style, um, Eddie and Art ninety four AAA. Um, just unbelievable mixture of of, of American healing uh, with the Japanese type of uh, psychology, as well as you know some traditional lucha thrown in, and and just the the just the heat that those gentlemen generated. There will never ever ever be heat like that again. I mean, I saw them at a, a house show here in San Jose, and you know they were ripping on Mexicans, and they pissed me off, and I'm the whitest dude in the crowd. <laughs> I I wasn't there live for that match, but I was at uh, some of the AAA shows the year before. I'm mean, in, in fact, I was on one of the AAA shows with uh, Superboy and Capitan Oro, uh, and the live heat was just something to behold. I haven't seen anything like it since. Now, and KZ, you know our boy Rob here is from Pittsburgh. Back, you yep. know, he's back east where some of the greatest jobbers of all time. Uh, the the ones like the Frankie Williams and the S D Jones and Fra- Spaceman Frank Hickey. Oh my God! He grew as up Rob on Naylor, sacred as Rob soil. Naylor likes to say, what, "What does Rob Naylor call them? The weak wimpies. wimpies. The wimpies. That's right. Yeah, the wimpies. The wimpies. Yeah. They were great. Nobody liked them. Joe Turco. Rob, you grew up in some sacred soil, being in the Northeast. <laughs> you know. I, the home of the Italian Stallion, not Rocky Balboa. Ah, the Italian Stallion. <laughs> the guy who trained the Hardys in that, and now they rip on him royally. <laughs> oh, jeez. Now, just a just a quick question for for you, Alfredo. Um, we've gotten shows with clips of NWA TV in in uh, NWA Mexico stuff. Um, do you know if they're close to a TV deal? Um, I don't think they're close. I don't think they're close. I think Perros del Mar is closer to getting a deal. I, I've heard them. They've been mentioned as getting a TV deal. 
but I think it's probably on TVT Deportes, which has pretty much everybody on it right now. Okay. So, you know. Be- because uh, they had Demon and uh, El Dandy last month, yeah. and um, salivating to just see that uh, because El Dandy can do no wrong in my book. <coughs> but Blue Demon, though. Oh, <laughs> um, I was reading. I, just, um, I was reading. Um, I think it was um, Brian Alvarez's um, newsletter about um, Blue Demon's debut in ROH and how how tragic that was. <laughs> yeah, I was. Oh, I was there for that. He was Demon to be wrestling. You were there. Yeah, he was. Uh, it, it was pretty much just like he said. You know, he's definitely trying to get himself over and play the Superman, and everybody's just like. No, you know, it was like like, you're Moskowitz. no Mil Moskowitz playing the Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Horrendous. Horrendous. Yeah, but I think Federal is closer to getting a TV deal. But I mean, they're like they haven't really. I don't think they're as close as they make it sound. Well, I, I, I I'm hoping that that the time has come for Demon to hand over the belt. Um, he's yeah. had it enough. It's time for Oliver John to shine. Um, if anybody's been following the NWA TV show on Colors Network or downloads or whatever, Oliver John is a stud. He's from up here, and he is ready to go. But what about that um, full throttle, the whole full throttle advertising? Hey, it's good. That blue stuff's great, dude. Yeah, is it? With tequila, it? yeah. Yeah? Oh, man, have you read Have you Have you looked at the label, though? Do you see the contents in there? Do you know how much sugar you're ingesting with every can? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my lord! Care. But see, I think that's the only reason they have Blue Demon for the whole blue, blue full throttle advertising sponsorship, whatever that whole deal is. Well, judging by the by the speed which he wrestles, wouldn't it be better if he is a sponsor for cough syrup or Robitussin, <laughs> something like that? Nyquil. <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect. Some before a match. You're horrible. <laughs> What's that? It, it wouldn't yeah. hurt if he took a full throttle drink. It right might actually help him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, please. I mean, <laughs> poor I think, Damon. Poor Damon. I think he wrestled Joey Ryan in the last show I watched of um, NWA Wrestling Showcase, and I was like, oh, "Man, this is horrible." I just yeah, it was bad. It. Yeah. Even Joey Ryan couldn't save it. <laughs> and then they had a battle royale the following week, and I was like, "Nah, I don't think I can watch this." <laughs> I mean, I, I I can't say too bad of them personally because. You know, up here in the Northeast, we don't get anything like that. So it was for me. It was really cool to get to see Magno and and Takabe and or not and Takabe and Incognito and uh, Demon. You know, it's it's so different. Uh, you know, see some real mask guys who can, uh, you well, know, uh, uh, real characters and. Cool, well, I guess Incognito cool gets a lot of a lot of crap from the Chikara fans, though. Yeah, I, yeah, because uh, he's a. I say he's so overpushed, but you know, I mean, he, he definitely how, has. How can talent. he? How can he win the the Ray uh, Ray Valadores? How the he's not a flyer. He won it <laughs> well, with a reason? hold. Is that the reason they hate him? Probably. Uh, I've never I've never heard. I mean, I just know there's there's a couple of guys on on the internet who just hate him. So. Yeah, but you can't always judge by the internet how he's going to go true. over in front of a live crowd. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Triple H. We hate him, and <laughs> we were just at a bash where everybody loved him. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, you know. them. <laughs> Do you have any English people kind of at the bash <laughs> going, What's that? Come on, Triple H. We had this English girl behind us at WrestleMania for the whole Triple H match. Come on, Triple H. Triple H. <laughs> oh, my God. 
And I thought I hated him before. Oh. <laughs> that kind of cemented the deal, did it? Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised. You know what I'm surprised? That nobody wrote about the guy with the multicolored shirt in the front row. Yes. Did you, ever notice, did you notice that? None of these guys who write in uh, newsletters mentioned that. That that shirt stole the show. The only thing that would have been better was if the uh, the hat man from ECW Arena was sitting next to him. I figured Brian Alvarez would have caught that, but even he didn't mention it. Yeah, that. I couldn't stop looking at that shirt. It looked Fail. like he stole the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, logo, you know, washed it in hot water, and the color just ran triple time. Hey, you were going to wear a whole suit about, uh, that, that matched that, remember? I really, yeah. That was your next gimmick. That would be a great gimmick, actually. I wish I had thought of it, actually. There was a very uh, famous fan down at WrestleMania, actually. uh, Vladimir the Superfan, if you've ever heard of him. He was definitely down there. Fail. (laughs) Vladimir the Superfan. No way. Now, that's going to be the next thing we have to start doing. We have to start rating fans. How many stars (laughs) do the fans at ringside get? No, thank you. <laughs> no, oh, come no. on, zombie. You could aspire to be one of the best. Uh, good hearty fuck off. <laughs> oh, come on. Embrace it. Embrace it. Couldn't you see yourself drawing a sign in the front row? <laughs> zombie, I don't give a the... fuck. Zombie. Oh, yes, you do. Come on. It would be beautiful. Actually, some of the best heat next to Eddie and Art Bar at one of the AAA <laughs> shows in L.A. was a fan by the name of Roy Lucier who used to wear this white suit to every match. And he would draw signs just, you know, like ECW fans would. And they'd usually say things like uh, 100% Rudos or uh, Hulk Hogan, Hogan TNA Cedas. And uh, one night I was uh, in the dressing room and I hear the fans just going nuts and booing. And a local wrestler named Thunder Machine came running and saying, you'll never guess what happened out there, Kurt. And I'm going, well, what happened? And he said, oh, Roy uh, held up his 100% Rudo sign and got so much heat that the police had, or not the police, but the security had to escort him out of the building because people were trying to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, you can get a lot of mileage out of just being a fan. Well, I will be sending you a match uh, later on this evening, Kurt, um, it's a raw dark match from 1998 between Michael Modest and Donovan Morgan in San Jose, and I'm in the front row. Was that row. their tryout match? Yeah, the tryout match. I would match, love the, to see that. It's the the night before they taped Tony Jones and Modest for Beyond the Mat. And what I'll do is I'll send it to you, and at the end of the match, you see some fat dude at ringside holding a sign that happens <laughs> to be me. Awesome. And so you I'm have made say, your mark. I, I'm not going to say what the sign says because that would give things away, but... Beautiful, <clears throat> beautiful. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. So, uh, Alfredo, I'm going to give you a chance to plug your site. Uh, what's some of the new stuff that you've gotten in recently? Some of the new stuff? Like all the Lucha, all the Perusas so far, all the, Jeff, all the Japan stuff. I think the mm-hmm. 3-1 Noah show. You're better at this, mm-hmm. KZ. Why don't I let you do it? <laughs> I'm not a big fan. Uh, three one, three one Noah. That was the junior title change, right? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I'm expecting Lucha in about I probably one or two weeks probably. Top. He's taking a little longer. 
Yeah, you guys need to go out of your way to uh, to check out the classic lucha from the '80s. Um, that's just some wacky shit, man. Um, yeah, it's really good. Just so different. many matches. Fredo, here's one. Do you have the famous uh, Fuerza Guerrera versus Gallo Tapado match where Fuerza beats Gallo Tapado with a live rooster? <laughs> yeah, I do. I actually do have that. That's that actually exists. That actually does exist. It's probably on YouTube. <laughs> Everything's on YouTube nowadays. That's true. That's true. Everything. Every, YouTube's like, I mean, there's like so many, so much stuff you have, you've never seen. Like, I think somebody found a, a Dos Caras Senior, um, Cara Senior versus Dr. Wagner Senior um, match from Japan. I'm already salivating mm-hmm. at that one. I don't think, have you seen that, Kurt? I've never seen that. You haven't seen it? I think, I, I don't know, I think Jose Fernandez was the one that brought it up a long time ago. Was well, that for All Japan? Or was it, was yeah, it well, I don't know if it's All Japan, but it's Japanese. Hmm. Well, something I have seen on YouTube, and Fredo, I was wondering if you have any c- connections there's the new Los Guerreros del Ring promotion in Argentina. Oh, really? That is actually recycling a bunch of the old Titanes and El Ring gimmicks, complete with the original theme songs. Wow. Including have, recycling have, um, the character Mercenario Joe, and they have the original Mercenario Joe in his corner as the manager. And I would love to find any of that on DVD if I could. Oh, I don't have the new stuff. I have um, two discs of the old stuff I got from Bob Barnett. That stuff is just out there. It's probably stuff Kurt got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Bob Barnett. Yeah, Bob Barnett probably has some of the old Titanic SNL ring and some of the promotion called Hundred uh, Percent Lucha. Yeah, well, that's what I, I love about the... Argentina. Is it's as if Timothy Leary and Alan Watts just bombarded the country with LSD. Everybody just you know drank it in, and somehow Martin Caradagian came up with the greatest hallucination nobody else could dream up. That is why I've never had to turn to drugs. It's thanks to people like Martin Cardigan, people like Annie Sprinkle, people who created Godzilla, who just made something more amazing than my one and only LSD experience. I dropped LSD once, and I just like sat there looking at my hand, waving and being all fuzzy, and I said, screw this. This is nothing compared to Annie Sprinkle or Titanes and Ring. Nothing. It doesn't even come close. Hey, Kurt, you heard okay. who died, right? What's that? You hear who passed away recently? Marilyn Chambers. Yeah. Doesn't that suck? Yeah. Yeah, I was Not so blessed. I gave her a shout-out a shout out, uh, shortly before you called in. Oh, you did? There you go. Oh. Yep, to her spirit. Yeah. I mean, KZ, you're a Northern California boy, so, I mean, she was one of the coolest Californians of all time. Mitchell Brothers, man. Yes, exactly. The old, uh, what was it called, the O'Farrell Theater in San Francisco? The O'Farrell Theater, yeah, exactly. That's right. Now, she was... What we're going to do is we're going to take a little break. I'm going to play a clip from the WrestleWarehouse.com Michael Modest shoot interview. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys will you guys will get a kick out of this story. All right, so like I was saying, um, when I was in Noah, I got a chance to talk to Ricky Marvin a lot, and I was I was talking to him about Mil Mascaris and about how um, you know I, I got a chance to work Mil Mascaris and and when I got to the locker room, he came up to me and he's like he's wearing his mask, you know, and Cape Babe and all the Mexican boys, and comes up to me and goes, Hey, Gringo, come on, you come into my locker room, Gringo, have some cerveza, come on. 
And so we go in the locker room, he pulls off his mask, and as we were going in there, before he pulls off the mask, he turns around and he flips off all the Mexican workers. He says, hey, fuck you, wetbacks and spicks. I don't fucking like Mexicans. He goes, come on, I only like gringos. So we go in the fucking room, we're drinking beer, and everything's cool. And So I'm talking to Ricky Marvin, I'm telling him this story about Mill, you know. And I go, did you ever meet Mill? Do you, do you like him? And Ricky goes, no, I don't like Mill Mascaras. And I said, well, why don't you like Mill? And he says, he'd make fun of me, man. He hurt my feelings. And I was like, yeah? He goes, yeah. Mill said that uh, uh, I was a little boy because I was like 16 when I first started wrestling. And so Mill said, uh, oh, look, he's like a little boy. Maybe he wants to hear his stories like the uh, heritage. <laughs> oh, no problem. Hey. Little boy, come here. Hey, I'm your hero, Mil Vasquez. He goes, he goes, hey, one time, I was on an airplane, little gringo, and I'm flying on the airplane, it starts crashing. But I kick the door, and I climb on top of the airplane, and I surf the airplane, and it crashes, everybody dies, but not Mil Vasquez. And then I jump down, for the snow in Cabron, and I'm thinking, I need food, and, and, and something to keep myself warm. So, I look for a bear. And then the big bear comes, and I lose a libre with the bear. And then I beat him, and rip his skin off, and then eat the bear, and wear it as a coat. And, and Ricky's sitting there, and he's going like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Mill says, what, you don't believe me? Huh? Little boy, you like bear tails. So Ricky, Ricky never liked Mill Mascara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's classic. Yeah, uh, that's, anyway. that, that's I, uh it's a little bonus. It's it's on the uh, it's on the end of the shoot interview. Um, we, you know, Mike. What happened was between takes, uh, between tapes, Mike Mike told us the story, and I was like, dude, you got to get that shit on camera. You got to get that shit on camera. So we put it on the end, and and uh, we used part of it for the commercial and all that fun shit. But yeah, that that dude's just wacky, man. Um, oh, he's, I, he's out. I gotta run. add a couple no mascaras things. <laughs> I, if you guys know, um, Mill just had a show in Japan. He had a big uh, Mill Maskers festival, and he was supposedly so bad of a worker. <laughs> I heard he was absolutely terrible. Like he forgot what wrestling was. And poor Ricky, he, he's a he's a very nice guy. Feel bad for him. That is a shame. Louis Spicoli, the late Louis Spicoli, did the greatest Mill Maskers imitation. Uh, well, first Louis would would uh, imitate himself going up to one of the local Tijuana boys who were, you know, had a good physique and said, hey, you got a really nice physique. You're really built. And the Tijuana boy would always go, oh, thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. And then you go up to Mill Moskowitz and says, hey, you look great. you got a great physique. And Mill would respond, I certainly do, don't I? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Does, does Mill really sound like a Mexican Yogi Bear? He does, actually. <laughs> We've been I never thought of that, but yes, he does. He's been yes, watching he does. the way he Alf- into Alfredo, the tell me, who is the as as a shoot? Who is the queerest luchador in Mexico? In Mexico, the queerest. You the mean queerest? Like, really gay? Yes. <laughs> or do you want me to say Mio Mascara? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know that definitely sounds like a lead-on. I know. Is that no. is that what you want me to say? <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> the queerest one. Well, I mean, everybody always talks about. I don't know. I mean, Negro Cost is always brought up all the time. It's got to be Negro. Nobody wants to work with now. <laughs> like the reason people won't go to CMLL is that, that or leave, it's because of him half the time. 
Yeah, I, I, I wonder if it's that or just because uh, – is he still booking there? I, I mean, he – what is he what, – what belt did he take from Mystico? Walter? He booked it. Yeah, he booked himself. Yeah, that must mean so. he booked it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean – That could be another reason. Well, well, if you think about it, he booked himself into the Guerrero de Limpia, um Atlantida, like when they were really getting hot. Then he booked yes. himself into the Peste Negra when Mr. Niebla jumped. Then Mystico comes back. He's the first one to get – he gets a win over him. I mean, it pretty much is Negro Casa still booking that whole area. Or he still That's has true. Influence. He is still, I would say, I would say my favorite luchador of all time, though. Oh yeah, he's. I mean, he's one of my. I. I, I mean, his match with Mystico is really good. I mean, I don't know if you guys. Yeah, I want to see. I do want to see that. I and I like that he knows how to economize, how to have really good-looking matches, take cool-looking bumps, but not destroy his body in the process, night after night. Yeah, he's still in relatively good shape. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, still, he's, he's still a good. He's still when he wants to be, he's a really good worker. It's just half the. I mean, really, all the luchadors are really lazy half the time too. I mean, like a lot of their matches, you could tell right away. Like in Monterey, you could tell they're being, they're just coasting. They're just going. They're not going all out. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, before it was Arena Mexico was really where they would work hard. But nowadays, everything's on TV, on video, on the internet. I mean. They don't. You could tell right away who's being lazy and who's actually putting out their best effort. Yeah, in this day and age, if you're lazy, somebody's there to catch it, whether it's a TV camera or a cell phone. Somebody's well, going to catch it. That's what that's what messes up that FSC LATV show. It's like they they don't really go. I mean, the way it's booked. I mean, one fall every commercial break. It 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 just it just doesn't look good on TV. Lucha doesn't translate well on that show. That's true, and I've seen a lot of instances where Lucha matches really cool live and loses a little something over the air. Yeah. Never understood quite why that is. Because, well, I mean, they give some people, like, 30 minutes to do it. Like, the women's matches are 30 minutes now. I mean, I, I mean, half of them can't work beyond 10 minutes, basically. Yeah, who that's do you another... Think... Oh, Wait, I was going to say, who... We've all gone who do you think's the best woman worker right now? Uh, maybe aside from uh, Dark Angel, if you if you couldn't pick her. In Triple A, it's probably Fab Fabia Apache, or her, yeah. her sister, and then in um, CMLL, it's Marcella. Marcella mm-hmm. actually is probably the best worker in all of Me- in all of um, the women in Mexico. I'm out okay. of the loop as far as current women wrestlers. I'm still totally high off the era of Minami Toyota, Bull Nakano, Aja Kong, no, you're Toshia Yamada. You're Early '90s. You're still. I'm still Esther buzzing Moreno. off of that. You're still. Uh, <laughs> Don't forget Esther Moreno, Kurt. Esther Moreno. Oh my God! When Esther Moreno was there in the early '90s, she was a better babyface than any man on the globe. I mean, she worked like a traditional, like a traditional Mexican babyface in Japan, and was getting over like a motherfucker. And Bull Nakano, that's a real woman. <laughs> yeah, I gotta agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, those, toss all those fucking co- collagen and and silicone filled divas from the battle rail. Screw all of them. Give me Bull Nakano. I want to take that big leg off the top of the cage, and I want her naked. to shoot on me like Peloto Suicida did with Phoenix Star. Oh, you mean and the post match fight afterwards? <laughs> nah, nah. Okay. If, if, arguing if Bull Nakano's ass landed on my face like that and just knocked me cold, I would be seeing stars for years afterwards. 
I would be locked up in a sanitarium, yet I would just be seeing stars with an aura all their own, just living in this whole just exuberant universe. Well, what you, we're going to do is we're, we're going to switch it up. Um, we're going to go around the panel, and, and everybody's going to give their answer. Um, now, Lucha, you know, they're known for their costumes, their flashy masks, and, and all that good stuff. Um, my favorite gimmick and character ever was La Parca. And I will always be a La Parca Mark. Um, even though he's fat and lazy now, he can still do no wrong for me. And I love his costumes and his whole look. Um, let, let's start with you, Alfredo. Um, what, you know, what luchador catches your eye uh, as far as the gimmick? You know, the, before I tell you my, my choice, um, the, the, the sad thing about La Parca now is like they can't even tell apart the two now between the AAA one and the CMLL one. Yeah, that's I mean, bad. The, I mean, not the female, but the one that left. Female. But I mean, my favorite is um, all time is Trio Fantasia. That's my favorite gimmick. Yes, the they Super were excellent. Muñeco, Super Muñeco, Super Pinocchio, and um, Super Raton. That's that's what I grew up with watching. That was my first. Super Raton. I remember that guy. Did he have like a mouse mask, right? Yeah, yes, he mouse. looked like Mighty Mouse. It was Mighty Mouse. That's right. One of them was Mighty Mouse. One was Pinocchio, of course, and um. It, the other one was, uh, what was the other one, anyways? Just the clown. Which one? What, the the clown. Super Muñeco. The clown. Uh, Super Muñeco. Yeah, Super Muñeco. I loved Super Muñeco. In fact, I, you know what? I have to agree with you, Fredo. I, the trio Fantasia is the greatest. I What's loved the great, them. Wasn't Super Pinocchio like a jerk in real life, too? <laughs> I don't know. I heard about the famous shoot he had with uh, La Parca. Yeah. When he ripped LaParca's mask off. Although I heard LaParca's a good guy, but I heard it was LaParca who instigated that one. Yeah. And I heard uh, Pinocho cleaned his clock for it too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Pinocho. Pinocho wasn't a great worker, but it was one of the coolest gimmicks I've ever seen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The coolest now, gimmick now, that I never actually witnessed, but that I saw in the magazines, and to this day is one of the coolest gimmicks. Was there was a wrestler called Super Archie. He was the Archie <laughs> oh, from the Archie comics. And he wrestled oh, in the full Archie suit with the sweater and the bow tie and a mask that looked just like Archie. It looked like something out of a nightmare, something that would have scared Freddy Krueger away. Oh, there's another one, Freddy Krueger. That's my other favorite. Oh, yes! Freddy Krueger. Wing, right? Wing Freddy Krueger or Memphis Freddy Krueger? Freddy Krueger Juarez was the best oh, one. <laughs> yes. Freddy Krueger Juarez, because sometimes he would team with the Cook Cooks clan. You, I, do, you, do you have that on DVD, Fredo? No, I don't. That's in my memory. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> That's in memory. But Freddy Krueger was awesome. I used I to mean, have the tape of it, and I have no idea what happened to it. Well, I think there's a, there's a brief clip on it, on the one that Conan made, the video that Conan had. Remember, I think Conan released one through um, Rudo's video. Oh, that's probably the one I saw, because that's who I got it from. Yeah, and, was and Conan. Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger was on there. That was brilliant. That was some brilliant shit. If you guys ever have Conan on the show, you could ask him about Freddy Krueger. Uh, I'd love to have Conan love... on the show. Yeah, that would be awesome. That that would be very cool. And then you could ask him about shitting in um, Hoovy's bag. <laughs> well, okay, but, but, but before we get on to Hoovy, um, Rob, what what's your favorite Lucha gimmick ever? I'm really a big fan of Black Shadow. Like, obviously, I've never seen him because I don't think any matches exist of him on tape. But uh, you know, just the whole gimmick. Like, I mean, it just sounds cool. Black Shadow, and it was very got- cool. It was very basic and very effective. Believe it or not, I saw him wrestle live 
It was his really? retirement match. And even though he was very old, he did the he basically did a hold for hold, you know, uh what would you call it? Just like a showcase for all his hold for hold stuff and he still looked good. Didn't try to brave any high spots, but you could tell he was once good. Uh, that's pretty awesome and I, I guess the other mask I really like is uh, I also like the Spontes mask because it's pretty simple, but uh, you know it's pretty cool. Yeah, that was a cool one. I'm kind of I'm kind of partial to Triple A's uh, Psycho Circus. Um, I love the Zombie Clown. Um, now, which which one out of those three is Abrazo? I have no idea. The biggest one, isn't it? The biggest one, Psycho Clown or something. Which one's the big one? The biggest one is probably the Brazo one. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, I can't tell them apart. They're all the they're all the same to me now. All the <laughs> they're all the same the psycho same. clown. I mean, it's it's just one of those. It's kind of like the the old payasos. Remember all the payasos that used to come. The out? old payasos and the other gimmick. Right, The early AAA gimmick that I was so pissed they gave up on was Los Bali. No, the really good ones were the Los Ice Cream. Psycho Clown is the I mark huge for Los Ice Creams in Shakara. <laughs> yes. You know where I think Mike got Mike Quackenbush got that off of one little clip on um, Triple A's show. <laughs> ice Cream Junior. Do you know who they are? <laughs> yeah, they yeah, the original ice cream. The original ice cream were in Triple um, A. Like I think they just showed like a brief clip, and and that was basically it. And that's where everybody got yep. like. They, they were going to debut the, them, and they kept announcing them, announcing them over and over, and they never showed them. I don't think they even yeah, showed them. He was supposed to be a big star, and there's not, you can actually find a picture of him somewhere online. I think I, I was one of the ones who found that one. Yeah. In um, in Chikara, the Los Ice Creams, I'm going to break kayfabe here, but uh, one of them is Mike Quackenbush, and the other is Hollow Wicked. <laughs> ah, very oh, cool. There you go. Now, another... Oh. Uh, Chikara gimmick, that was actually a gimmick done under Argentina, which I think is one of my five all-time favorite gimmicks, was Argentina had Ormiga Negra, which was the black ant. And he would go to the ring with a whole army of black ants with him. Oh, I love the colony. Oh, it was great. It was so awesome. I mean... The, 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 the thing about the colony is they're I, I forget what their their they wrestle under their rail names in CCW, and they're shit. But then they do the colony, and they're good. CZW, what is what? I can't say the name. CZW. I mean combat zone wrestling. Yeah, that's a horrible promotion. So of course they're going to be shitty. Well, no, I mean just the work. I mean they're they they bring it. They bring it. There's something magical the when banner. they put the ant mask on. They're inspired. It's like a magic that happens upon them. So there you go. Be- they're much better in Chikara then, huh? Oh, yeah. You, you got you got to remember who these guys, who the those uh, guys are. I want to know who the ants are. I, I got to know that. What CZW goofs these people could be? I got to know. Um, <laughs> Team Andrew. Uh, okay. Andy okay. Sumner and. Andy Sumner and something else. Drew Gulak, I think. Mm, okay. And then I don't, I don't remember who the other one is. But uh, we're going to switch it up. We're going to, um, we're going to discuss Juventud Guerrero's problems in the locker room <laughs> and why he, he should never take on Jack the Spider 
Anderson Silva <laughs> Evans. <laughs> I um, think we should just put up a website called whovisnuts.com. With a big you know, uh, I don't want to bring that up. <laughs> is that guy, is that, is that fag ever going to, you know, learn his lesson? You know, the, the sad thing is he said how many bad things Conan had done to him in the past, and he still talks about how he tried to get him into AAA. I'm like, seriously, why would you help somebody that hate that treats you like crap into a promotion? You know, why would you help someone out? I mean, have you heard some of the interviews he's done? Yes. He's talking about how, how, how Conan, Conan basically laced his... Uh, what was it? A uh, cigarette with um with LSD, LSD, wasn't it? Yeah, with LSD. Then he said, then he said he tried to get him fired out of uh, um, WWE and some other places. And then for some reason, he goes to AAA and he gets his job back. He gets Conan a job in AAA. I mean, why would you do that? That's like that's like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Why would you even do that? He's just plain spun. I don't think you could rationalize anything he does. I don't think there's any way to intellectualize it. The guy is spun. You know, it's a a shame because Hoovy would have fit right in with uh, D-Generation Mix. Oh, yeah. That's what sucks. He would have fit perfectly. I'll tell you what really stinks, though. I mean, if Hoovy would have, you know, if he would have, I can't even think, but if he would have behaved himself, you know, he could have been what Rey Mysterio is today because he was just as talented. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Did. There's just such a big difference about the way he behaves and the way Rey Mysterio Jr. behaves. I mean, it's a lesson in professionalism versus just being an imbecile. You know, from, from time to time, you know, I, I sit back and, and I think and, and I try to imagine what Rey Mysterio Jr.'s uh, WWE Hall of Fame speech will be. Um, all the people that, you know, I want to thank so-and-so, you know, I wouldn't have gotten here without, you know, without psychosis, without Hoovy, you know. Well, it, it, bottom line, he had a lot of people open doors for him, but bottom line is he's not a pain in the ass. I think so many people, if there's one thing, ever since I started, uh, you know, knowing people in the business, which was around hmm, back in 1979, the one thing that drives me crazy is people talk about how so-and-so never got a break, how so-and-so was never pushed, and they can't figure why somebody like Rene Gallet always had a job. And the reason is because they show up, they don't bitch about doing jobs, they're not always you know, whining about their payoffs when they're you know, decently paid, and there's all these guys who had a lot of talent in the ring who just were a pain in the ass all the time. And, I mean... Does anybody know any anecdotes when uh, Ray Mysterio threw a hissy fit in the dressing room, whined about having to put somebody over? He gave up his mask to Kevin Nash. Yes, Hello? Shame, but nobody that's... remembers that except us smarts. I mean, hey, that's um, no uh, uh, Alfredo, remember yeah. when we were at the WrestleMania party and uh, Sophia was saying, I'd love to know what Ray Mysterio looks like? Yeah, <laughs> that's because there's a people don't realize this. There's worth, scores of people out there who watched only WWE and didn't even know that there was a WCW. Two, two we are the Smarks. We he know. Looks like a twelve-year-old. Yeah, What's he that? Looks like he looks like a gay twelve-year-old. Well, he shouldn't <laughs> shave the head. Yeah, exactly. He looked a lot better when he had shoulder-length hair. Let me tell you, he should well, never shave he had, the head. I don't think he had a lot of hair back then, though. 
Yeah, he's um as of Raw on Monday, he was completely bald. He sh- I mean, he literally shaved everything. I mean, it was... he's he, he's already losing his hair though. Yeah, well, we we, we mentioned shots of uh, testosterone will do to you. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, no he was shit. already losing hair when he was in WCW. So, I mean. well, speaking of Ray, um, Kurt, what do you think of Ray's outfit at WrestleMania, the Joker? I loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it fucking rocked. Most of the matches that night blew. Those matches blew Billy Goats. Those matches just didn't blow any Billy Goats. They blew all three Billy Goats gruff and the troll under the bridge. But Rey Mysterio... Fuck the trolls! Fucking rocked. Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, Ray, Ray always seems to bring it. You know, when it's a big show, he always brings it. Um, 97, Halloween Havoc. He came out as... as was it the uh, Phantom? Was, yeah, the Phantom. Yeah, with the Eddie Guerrero match. And, you know, he's... That one WrestleMania, he came out, what was it, uh, The Flash? That was Seattle. He always yeah, seems and to step I it mean, up. he is over. He is so over with them, too. I mean, and Especially you know, that, he, God bless him, he is making, he is making a living, too. <laughs> he's got kids and he's making a living. <laughs> I hope he place. saves his money. Yes, exactly. I hope he saves his money exactly. because he's... He's one bad bump away from blowing that knee completely oh, off. Oh, man. And it's and very comforting like that for to hear years. some wrestlers save their money. It is comforting to hear because I've met so many who didn't. Now, uh, Alfredo, <clears throat> there's been um, uh, rumors that Sika Delico Jr. has signed with uh, with WWE. Um, I don't understand why they would it's, sign it's that goof. It's on his MySpace. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody now announces yeah. everything on MySpace. Of course we do. Yeah. But um. <laughs> now, Mystico is not coming. Mystico is making his dough in Mexico, and he's making a name for himself in New Japan. Do you see anybody on the horizon from uh from Mexico that will make the jump to WWE? What would WWE sign them though? I mean, I don't think they're making much of an effort to bring them in though. How about Macias? Macias? Ah, he's Puerto Rican, though. Well, well they okay. had him, actually. They had Macias at one time when he was Ricky Banderas many years ago in their development league. Macias but they uh, let go of him. Macias doesn't count. He's Puerto Rican. Oh, come on, dude. Whatever. <laughs> and it, and it also, it's also so hard to tell because it sounds like they're always changing their minds on things. They could plan to push somebody to the moon and then, you know, well, tomorrow's Wednesday, so we're going to change our minds and not push them after all. And I don't know about Psychedelico making it though. I mean, I hope he. Do. I mean, I hope he. I wish him luck, but I don't know if he's going to be the right guy to make it. How about he's a, how about Psychedelico Senior? <laughs> Let's put him in there. Psychedelico Junior is better than Psychedelico Senior, though. Yeah, no shit. Oh yes, see, that guy's a joke. You but know, that would be funny to see Psychedelico Senior try to wrestle today. Junior. Junior is is one of those um what are the luchadors from Texas, you know, with um uh what's his name? Magno and the uh that other guy. Incognito. Uh, yeah, Incognito, you know, that little click there, and they're lower tier guys and you can they're not in demand. I could yeah. call them up tomorrow and say, Hey, I've got a show on Sunday and they'll be here in Northern California. They are not, not in exactly demand. Getting bookings, huh? <laughs> oh, no. Wow. I think Incognito would have been a good fit in um, AAA, probably. 
someone yep, admitted. They, um, they, they signed him, actually, or they had him signed for a little bit. Yeah, they because... had him for about like a couple of matches, but then he, he didn't he didn't stay. I, I guess he he figured he could he could tell he wasn't going to make it there, or he decided to go elsewhere. But I mean, his, he would have been a good fit in PMLL too. But I mean, that whole mystical thing still bugs him or something. It still rubs him the wrong way. Yeah, seeing another guy make it big under his old gimmick. Well, you you mentioned Mystico. Am I the only one that's salivating at the thought of Mystico getting an IWGP Junior title run? I think I think it'd be great. I mean, but I don't know who's who's, who's he going to wrestle besides who's he going to wrestle? Is it going to be a Tiger Mask match? Him and Tiger Mask, or who's got? The yeah, it's Tiger Mask. Yeah. Oh, I don't like Tiger Mask that much. No one does. <laughs> No one does like Tiger Mask that much. <laughs> well, I, he was useless in nine. Yeah, this version of Tiger Mask isn't that great. Now, there's a trivia question I would like to know. That I'm oh, how many Tiger Masks have there been since the original? Well, there's been there's been you know three other ones. You know, there's been four Tiger Masks so far. There's uh. I mean, there's been a billion clones and, you know, look Yeah, similar. that's what I was going to say. It, it, it seems like the original Tiger Mask gave birth to several litters of Tiger Masks. It seems like every day there was a new Tiger Mask somewhere. Well, Memphis even had a Tiger Mask jobber in the 80s. We had a Tiger Mask. Well, well what was funny is there were four different uh, parts of the original Tiger Mask because he changed his name, you know, to Super Tiger, Mask Tiger, Tiger King. That's right. That's true. <laughs> Well, as opposed the Tiger Mask, I prefer the Black Tigers. Um, the first one, Mark Rocco from oh, England, yeah. and then Eddie Guerrero, and Eddie Guerrero, yes, yeah. and Rocky Rocky Romero, uh, and then uh, who is it, it now, Takaiwa? Um, that well, it was a weird situation because um, Romero unmasked as the Tiger Mask, but then he said he wasn't the real one. So now there's another one floating around, and it's everyone says it's got to be Takaiwa, but. You never know. Here's a question. Whatever happened to that Japanese wrestler, uh, Chocoball, the one who did live sex acts? Chocoball <laughs> Mukai. Yeah. FMW. Yes. What's that? I, I think he, he does the odd show here and there. But he's Lord, you when know, you he's, say the odd show, he occasionally wrestles or he does the odd show? <laughs> well, he, he does occasionally wrestle, and I do believe he, oh, and he has his own family restaurant, believe it or not. Oh, very cool. Well, in fact, he was busted doing a sex act in a restaurant. Was his, is it his family's? Probably. I don't think so. I think it was at a club. That would be a movie in itself. <laughs> now, the, now, which um, of you on... three guys? Which of you guys? Three guys think you could do the best job of deep throating Choco Ball? Uh, <laughs> not me. Probably you, Kurt, since you suck. Oh, you guys are just being modest. <laughs> Michael, modest. <laughs> Um, at figure4online.com, they just posted the SmackDown, ECW, and Superstar spoilers from Knoxville. And I'm going through the results, and we have a, a dark match, which is a fucking shame. Jimmy Wang Yang defeated Tyson Kidd, um, TJ Wilson, which that match has got to be great, just yeah. because of those two. Um, Neither of them are the zombies. Why would they job Tyson Kidd to Jimmy Wang Chang or whatever? What's it's a dark match, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true, but... Yeah. And uh, yeah, John Morrison. Oh, tomorrow. Wait, what's today? Today's Tuesday. Tuesday. We have tonight on ECW. 
unless this is That's for tomorrow. Over or no, tonight on there. ECW will be <laughs> John four hours ago on ECW. Who are not the zombie. There is no zombie on ECW. I demand so everybody it. turn off their television sets. I demand that they fly their flags at half mast. The zombie has not arrived yet. John Morrison and Evan Bourne. Oh, that's going to be... Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, they're not the zombie. Bert, you missed it. (laughs) They're not going to tear open their stomachs and pull out the entrails and snack on them. (laughs) Kid Zombie knows what I'm talking about. Hey, Casey, have you read read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies yet? No. It's back-ordered. God bless George A. Romero. He's a god. So He is. This is true. I've been to three different bookstores. They're all sold out. Amazon.com has a seven-day waiting list for it. I'm not kidding. Okay, guys, That's not um, a joke. It's Literally, it's been on the top ten. We're going to have to take a quick commercial break. Got to pay the bills and keep Stevie J happy. So hold on just a sec, guys. Pro Wrestling Got You Down? Need something to lift your spirits? Listen to the podcast at angrymarks.com. If wrestling gets you all hot and bothered, we've got what you need. Visit angrymarks.com or subscribe for free on iTunes. The angrymarks.com podcast, where the marks get nothing but satisfaction. Thanks to Lady J for that commercial. Uh, Just a quick plug once again for our sponsors, wrestlewarehouse.com. You can get pro wrestling DVDs, T-shirts, Lucha Libre masks at very inexpensive prices. And also uh, SlamBamJam.com, current and past Lucha Libre and Japanese pro wrestling, and not to mention some of the best best of DVDs that I've ever seen. Um, also, you got to take a peek at the classic Lucha as well. There's all kinds of shit. There's All Japan Classics, New Japan Classics. Um, there's Joshi. Yes, Rob, there's Joshi. Uh, <laughs> is there? <laughs> yeah, there's some. There is. Um, well, let's, uh, let's talk about something that I can't stand, and that's Joshi. Um, tell me, Alfredo, what do you think of Joshi? Can, can you handle those chicks? The current stuff I don't watch. I, I mean, the only stuff I can watch is All Japan Women Classic. That's pretty much all I watch. The greatest. Yeah, and everything else is kind of... You know, hit and miss like everything else, but... Remember the Manami Toyota versus Toshio Yamada hair versus hair? That's, that oh, was of course. That was I, beautiful. That, that was awesome because I love... Uh, Toshio Yamada is probably my favorite Japanese girl of all oh, time. Oh, isn't she awesome? Yeah, she is yeah, I so got, cool. I, I got to meet her. Uh, for, like, uh, it kind of stunk because I went all the way down to a restaurant in Japan, but it was closed, so... Oh bummer! Oh my God! But you did get to meet her. I I um I got to meet her at Devil Masami's retirement show. I uh we were I was waiting around for a Sunoco Kato and a couple and I actually saw a Yoko Hamada while I was uh working and anyway we saw um, Chigusa pass us and then oh, we yeah. saw Yamada and you know I, I was like Yamada <laughs> so she she just kind of bowed to me and then uh, we saw a devil running the devil Masami running to catch the elevator so. <laughs> Kurt yes there's uh there's something very special in your email box in my email Uh-oh. box mm-hmm okay I'm looking forward to seeing it the computer is being used at the moment so I can't access it but Kurt it's probably as we're talking about Japan women I'm already salivating at the thought 
Kurt's virus. Don't open it. <laughs> <laughs> the wrestler virus? Hey, it could be that. He fits in the in your email. <laughs> I'm sure he'll fit. So, so who's everybody's favorite worker here out of the whole Japan women girls? I don't Bull like Nakano. I don't like Joshi. <laughs> I can't remember. Bull Nakano. I'll, 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 I'll go with Bull Nakano or um, Akira Hokuto. Also, I kind of like her too. She Aja was Kong. good too. Come on, Aja Kong, the female Vader. Oh, she was awesome. She was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like Dump Matsumoto too. You know, really? speaking of Dump, yeah. um, I like that. Two I nights like ago. Her. Two nights ago, I was watching from November eighth, nineteen eighty six, Pro Wrestling This Week, and they had a, they had clips of a match with uh, it was Bull Nakano and Dump killing the Crush Gals. And let me uh, guess, yeah. Gordon Soli and, Gordon, and the co-host didn't know what their names were, right? Yep. Yeah, I love that. That was funny probably. on those ultras. And every male Japanese wrestler on that show was Tatsumi Fujinami. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Tatsumi Fujinami. And one day it would be, uh, yeah, uh, you'd see Nobuhiko Takata wrestling, and Gordon Soli says, and there's a Tatsumi Fujinami in action. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or for Lucha was Don Karras. Don Karras, yes. Don Karras. Yes. Don Karras. <laughs> the dean of wrestling. Don Karras. Well, Every Japanese okay, wrestler you, was Don Car was was Tatsumi Fujinami and the masked man was Don Karas. Okay, you you mentioned Das Karas. Um, I've seen Das Karas Jr. get his ass handed to him by Mirko Kokop and Pride. Ouch, um, big time. Now, there was a uh, Super Porky had an MMA fight. Yeah, and deep wasn't it one of that? In deep, deep yeah. yeah. I saw that the one with Connect, which was painful to watch, even though Connect won. Connect, <laughs> it was a work. Yeah, that was a work. Oh God, that was a pathetic. Uh, did you see the guy he was working with? No. The guy looked like an old drunk. <laughs> and then Connect looked all victorious after this really lame-looking match. I mean, what were they thinking? Who came up with that concept anyway? Luchadors versus mixed martial artists. With the masks on. I know, seriously. That's cool. I, mean, I love that part, actually. It actually wouldn't be a bad idea to do, but the same kind of... Oh, it's been... <laughs> <laughs> you have Jack Evans versus Hoovy in there as a rematch. There you go. I can think of a stipulation match they could have, but it would probably be rather rude. I want a Jack Evans good? versus Fedor match. But... What's that? I want a Jack Evans versus Fedor match. That's what oh, I'm talking about right there. I think Conan should have filmed that whole situation backstage for some reason. I don't know yeah, why he should have. Should have had his little cell phone right there filming it. <laughs> now, I, I have a question for for you, Alfredo. Um, are you going to be getting in any DTU? DTU? Yeah, I've been getting it. I've actually had, like, I think I've gotten like two, three shows. <clears throat> you know, I I have the one with Shima, um, Shima yeah, Zion and El Generico. That's good stuff. That's a really good um, match with Generico. The rest of the show is horrible though. Shima Shima went back uh, last week. I think it was last week again for Crazy Boy. So hopefully that that footage will be getting out. Yeah, I think that one. Um, I think the one from the end of last year is the one that kind of come in there. Don't know about that last one. 
but I have that I have that one, and I have the one where Jack Evans and Teddy Hart wrestled. Um, I can't remember the the three way with Evans and Hart. Mm. I would like to hear a three way roundtable with Teddy Hart, Vampiro, and Hoovy. Nobody even moderating it. Just let them talk no, to no, each no. other. No, no, no. You need a moderator. You need Zoro as the moderator. Okay, there you go. There you go. He, See, he, Alfredo, you should be a booker. <laughs> you know what? He speaks all three languages. He speaks English, Spanish, and um, Carney. So, Beautiful, Dave. That works. Zoro's perfect. Carney. <laughs> Jeez. Now, Alfredo, have you seen any NGX footage? Yes, recently? I have. You don't want to see that. <laughs> Is it bad? Well, it's 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 kind of like XPW, you know the old. Well, it's basically DTU's um, undercard. Did you watch the whole DTU the the full show? Have you seen a full yeah. show there? The bottom yeah, it was part, rough. Basically. Yeah, it's basically the bottom part without Generico and and I feel bad saying that because Supreme and Chaos worked that show too. So. Mm-hmm. I feel 100 years old because I don't even know what you cats are referring to. NGX is a hardcore wrestling promotion in Monterrey, Mexico. Oh, crazy my boys, God. Right? Two, yeah, two, two sides of the ring, if I remember right, have Bob wire. It, it, it's like in a dump. It's like in a where, like an old abandoned building, too. It's well, that's pretty good cool, though. <laughs> it sounds like a Southern California indie show. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's Arena Paraguayo without the roof. <laughs> remember that? That's yes. Oh is. God. God bless Arena Paraguayo, where the wrestlers had no uh, had no restroom, so they just pissed along the wall inside the dressing room. Or in the or in the trash can. Don't forget the. Trash yeah, can. remember that. And it, yeah. I was so scared. I was so scared that little trash can was going to tip over and just flood everybody with each other's piss. <laughs> oh man. Yes, the glory of being a but wrestler. But you know, nobody was going to do that with little Cholo sitting next to it. <laughs> yeah, nobody's gonna mess with little Cholo at that. No point. way, Daddy O. Oh. He's not. He's not little anymore. He is no, not no, little. That's true. Now, he's now a he's big dude a big now. Cholo. Oh yeah. Looks like he he spent some time in the joint. You know, he's <laughs> got that kind of mass. Well, I mean, we wouldn't know that. No comment. Uh, I wouldn't know anything. We we I need to Dr. get Martin. Graham would would look at somebody with a rather buff physique, and every now and then he'd say, Ah, he's got that prison build. And we'd ask, what the hell is he talking about? And the doc was right every time. Whenever he said somebody had a prison build, it was somebody who spent time in the joint. <laughs> the, the only thing now, about Lil Cholo is always there on time, though. I mean, you got to get He is, and he always, does, he always does what he's asked. Very professional. Does, yeah, it doesn't seem like a pain in the ass or anything. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy, considering some of the guys that we've met here. It's kind of... Oh, my God, thing. yeah. So, um, Alfredo, tell me... No, oh, I you forgot. I zoned off. I totally forgot my question. Damn it. Kurt, Kurt That's what we love about you. That's why you rock. Too much gimmick. Hey, you can never have too much gimmick. I firmly believe that. And Zombie, <laughs> I, I thoroughly believe you have yet to reach your gimmick potential. You will shine. You will be illustrious. People will become high just off your voice once you have the right amount of gimmick. Well, you know, the thing is, man, the fucking haters and the trolls, you know, I'm fucked with constantly. But you know what? All these cocksuckers download my show. Exactly. Hey, 
As long as they're downloading your show, it doesn't matter if they love you or hate you. And I say just turn up the amp. Hey, I have turn a it up. Light it up. Just. Hey, I have a question for KZ. Sure. What was the story about um, Court, Court, Court Bauer? What's the deal with Court Bauer and um, the, the thing you mentioned in um, Alvarez's show? Nothing. Nothing? You're not going to say Wishful anything? Wishful thinking. It was what? Wishful thinking. Wishful thinking? Kurt Bauer re- replacing Adam Pierce? Adam Pierce, Adam, I know you're listening, or you will listen to the to the download. I was fucking with Brian. I wanted to see what kind of an answer. I swear. I love you, Adam. Adam's my boy. But actually, if if there were to be anybody to replace Adam Pierce as the booker for ROH, I think it should be Court Bauer. Because his, be his, his MLW product yeah, was Brown, really, like really fun. One. No, I think Kurt Brown I think Kurt Brown should replace um, Adam Pierce. I would turn mm. ROH into a whole new entity. And, but actually keep Adam Pierce. Ring of Hotos? There you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hotos del Ring. There you go. Kurt, I, I, since we're talking about gimmicks, i got to ask you, get, what can you tell us about Harley Racist? i got to know about him. Oh. Harley Racist. <laughs> <laughs> Harley, Ray, Harley Racist. Um... God damn, who came up with that? I I can't remember if it was one of us or Johnny Legend, uh, but he's a guy by the name of Bill Judd, who also wrestled as Jack Studd. What a, he wrestled under another name, too. Oh, the Dixie Demon, and that, in fact, that was Bill Judd's favorite gimmick to wrestle under, was the Dixie Demon. Um, yeah, uh, he was basically just a guy named Harley Racist, and... He'd come in spewing all this uh, hate, and he'd often referee matches as opposed to wrestling them. And we'd make sure that every person, even if it was a six-man tag, be of some ethnic or uh, alternative lifestyle or different you know, religious faction. And he would hate them all, and all the wrestlers would wind up turning on him. Juventud gonorrhea. Oh, that was a Johnny Legend. That was Johnny Legend. I yeah, remember. that was Johnny Legend all the way. What else did he come up with? Um, Osama bin Mascaris. Osama bin Mascaris. He came up with that one. Osama. He. Uh, the abortionist was the best. Oh, that was great. I. That was. That was correct. Either J.R. Benson or Ron Hedder, both of them. Both. Now awesome. I've. It was, it was I've like when been... I first met J.R. Benson, and he does. He and Ron Head just kind of had to be. The costume said, "Hey, will you do this gimmick?" And I'm saying, "This is too cool." <laughs> I've been uh, I've been emailing on and off for months now, trying to get Jr. Benson on the show. Uh, Jr. and I we go back to '96, '95. I met him you know, right around the same time. Way back, and you know, I want to get that wacky, sick, twisted fuck on the show, but you know, he just doesn't seem to return emails or anything. It's that is strange. Uh, He'd be great on this show. Oh, and then some. He'd be a monthly guest. No yeah. It, wow. Well, you know, I'll I'll try to email him too. I don't know if he'll listen to anything I say. Try and contact Ron Head too. I bet you he's a pretty good. Uh, oh, I love Ron. You know, my my fondest memory of Ron was in in '97 for APW up here. He was the ring announcer, and you know. Every time you would try to say something on the mic, the crowd would yell, Ron gives head, Ron gives head. <laughs> yeah, I always used to joke that his middle name was Gimme. There you go. 
and he Ron you know he had the so, uh, he was he was more talented than anybody else all of us combined in incredibly strange wrestling whenever you gave him the mic he would just come up with spontaneous shit mm-hmm. you know that oh, I promised myself planned, but it just came I, I promised myself if if I ever started my own promotion Ron Head would be my ring announcer just definitely because, you know he had that whole Angus Angus Young you know shorts ACDC dude going on with shorts all the time, whether it's 40 to 40 degrees below or or whatnot. Now, um, speaking of APW in '97, um, have you guys, any of you guys, seen uh, Aaron O'Grady crash Holly against Vic Grimes? Falls count anywhere? No, didn't see that. With I the car shot. Okay, well, I will have to fix that. So I will email it to you right now, Kurt. My favorite Ron Head moment was he was there was a show called When Cities Collide in Fullerton that took place the night after When Worlds Collide uh, in L.A. <laughs> that was and, the three-way, right? That was Sabu, Terry Funk, and oh, Al-Sun. that was La Puente. That was the year before oh. in La Puente. That was a uh, aftershock, right after the okay. big Northridge quake. This one was named by uh, Chris Benoit and Scorpio. Mm-hmm. And yes. during the match, and that, uh, that Roy, match, uh, during the opening that match, match made bu- made Bob Barnett's uh, Hardcore Overload DVD that was commercially released by Big Vision Entertainment. That's so. right, refereed by Dan Farron, the true shoot fighter. There and in the opening match, uh, Roy Lucier, who I earlier told you about getting kicked out of the LA Sports Arena for holding mm-hmm. up his 100% Rudo signs, he uh, was drawing signs in the front row. And it was right after O.J. Simpson was arrested the first time, and he held up a sign saying, Free O.J., and, and Ron Head, <laughs> commentate, doing the commentary, just right away said, Fans in the front row are requesting complimentary orange juice. You will get no such thing at When Cities Collide. <laughs> and that was Ron Head. He just thought of these it. things that most of us have to think out ahead of time. <laughs> Oh wow! I happen to have this this NGX file here. Um, it's a ladder match with Nicho and Ex- Extreme Tiger against Joe Leader and Crazy Boy against Damian and Halloween. Oh, is that the famous ladder match where the ladder breaks? So they have to improvise on the spot. Oh no! Something like that. <laughs> the ladder matches, man. What's with the ladder matches? Seriously, these guys have too many ladder matches. I know, they need to do a new spin on it. Have like a Latter-day Saints match. They're killing that gimmick you have. I mean, Latter-day Saints match. Yeah, yeah, you know where, you know, the the loser has to drink coffee and or some other form of caffeine. and. Uh, now, Kurt, do you watch Big Love by chance? It's a great oh. show. If anybody oh, told me, it. if anybody ever told me I would be so turned on to a show about the Mormon, you know, about a bunch of Mormons... In a polygamous sect, I'd say you are high, but the writing is so fucking good. The storytelling is awesome. I'm so hooked. Elena and I are in a bit of mourning since the you know, season just concluded. And HBO, mm-hmm. God knows when they start new seasons on any series, but we're still you know, burning incense and lighting candles waiting for the return of the next season of Big Love. Mm-hmm. And Chloe Savigny is hot. Oh, yes. I just, uh, a month or so ago, I came across the, the Ray Mysterio Sr. shoot interview. 
And you sent that to me, but I've yet to see it. Is that the one where mm-hmm. he's like asleep or something? At the yeah. yeah. What? What? He's they sleeping in the beginning. He's sleeping and they wake him up to do the shoot interview. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like and it's like a, I don't know if it's his house or like some old, it's an old like just like he's on a, on a mattress asleep and they just go in and they want to wake him up or whatever. At least he was in a good mood, though. I love it. <laughs> you watch the whole thing? Have you watched? I the whole I thing? watched it, but I I, I, just, I don't I, speak I, Spanish, so I had no idea. Oh yeah, I only watched like the first <clears throat> two three minutes, then I forgot to finish watching it. And I was like, ah, right. Was he that uncharismatic? Well, I mean, the whole I mean, starting a shoot interview with somebody in bed, you know, just. <laughs> I think that's brilliant, actually. Yeah, I know, but I I mean, I figured, I wasn't sure if it was going to be in English or Spanish. So I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to stay here and watch this. It's on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like I it's, I got it off a torrent site, but it's alongside all those uh, all those uh, YouTube clips of people smoking salvia. No, because I think on YouTube it's on like the whole the whole thing is on one um one video clip or something like. Mm-hmm. Like how long is it? Like two hours? No, no, it's like forty five minutes or something. Oh, it's forty five minutes. Oh, yeah. Well, here's something. I, I don't know if there are several different versions on YouTube, but you know the famous Funks versus Abdullah and the Sheik, that wonderful Night of the Living Dead match from 77? Mm-hmm. There was actually a version where they had the entire match except for the one spot where you see the Sheik just blatantly blading his head back and forth. <laughs> Somebody actually took the time to edit that out. Somebody they still believes in K-Fabe. Oh, my goodness. They edited that out on YouTube. I mean, yes, I'm not joking. <laughs> YouTube, they should have everything on there. That's what you would think. I mean, have you seen how much lucha there is on YouTube nowadays? No. And so how much. much of everything there is on YouTube yeah. nowadays? There's a lot of stuff now. I found I found uh, an old Sesame Street where they're singing "Good Morning Starshine." Oh God. That's psychedelic in itself. <clears throat> And now we're all meditating. Yeah, we're. Ready. No, dude, I'm I'm getting blown up, and I'm I'm waiting for our MMA analyst, uh, Matt Bishop from Lights Out Radio, to call in. We're supposed to run down um, your, your the MMA UFC guy show. Here? Oh no, let's talk to Kurt a little more about MMA now. Clay Guida rules the universe. I told you, hey, I told you, sons of bitches, in 2006, the the day after the first Strike Force MMA show that drew 18,000. I told the fucking world, do not sleep on Clay Guida. Go back in the Observer Live ar- archives to 2006 and listen to the show. I told you guys, do not sleep on Clay Guida. He had a great fight with Josh Thompson, followed that up with a great fight with Gilbert Melendez. Then he had one WEC fight, then bam, on to UFC. And Clay Guida, the stopped. thing that will not go away. I love that last match with Nate Diaz at UFC 94. Where mm-hmm. you, you could tell Diaz was just doing all this posturing, everything, and you could tell by that third round he was frustrated as hell. This guy won't blow up. This guy won't go away. Just when I think I got him, he's on my back. God bless Clay, Clay Guida. That guy's my hero. Clay will be making an appearance on my show very, very soon. I'm that working will rule. on it. I will be listening him to that. On. Yes, Clay Guida. Just because I've been a supporter of his since, you know, the first time I saw him in, in 06 for Strikeforce, I mean, I fell, I fell 
in love. You know, I'm, I be honest, I'm queer for Clay Guida. That rules. Hey, I can't argue with that, man. If you're going to turn queer for somebody, turn queer for the most talented and the coolest. And there, there is go. no shame in that. Hey, Kurt. Kurt, yeah. you're a long-time newsletter guy. Did you read? Did you hear the news? No. Did you hear the news on, on the internet buzz now? No. You didn't hear it? Wade Keller. Not Wade a word. Keller? What is it? Wade Keller's coming out of the closet all of a sudden. What? Really? <laughs> Get out. No way. Oh, he, he adopted. I guess they had a, him and his partner had a son. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm, I'm very proud. I'm very proud that he didn't do it the same way Rob Feinstein did. Well, no, I mean, he brought it up. I mean, I, I, I just thought it was funny how all these people made a big deal about it. It's, I don't know what the big deal is. What is the big the deal about thing, it? The whole this is 2009. They should have let, the, let them marry years ago. God damn. The wrestling business, I mean, what, what do you guys expect out of all this stuff nowadays? I mean, there's, it's, there's, it's, it's common. Oh, it's something that's common now in wrestling, too. I mean, yeah, and why are people so hung up on it, man? I just, no thought idea. I just had to bring that up. To, to, to. I think that, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I figured since you've been... Good shout. Well, here's a shout-out to Wade Car- Keller. Congratulations, dude. You're cool. <laughs> I mean, considering you're one of the long-time sheet writers from the 80s. Yeah, I must confess, I only, I think I only read The Torch for maybe about seven or eight months. I've it was good. It. It's, I mean, it's, it's a good newsletter. Well, I, I don't know. To them. I, I'm, I'm a member of the Torch um, website, you know, the pay, but not. I don't read the read the newsletter. I just go on to uh, get the audio shit and then uh, plug my show. But, is that you know, I mean, worth I, it at all? I've never. Uh, no, it's been on not. There. No, it's I, not. I, how much? How much does it uh, run for? Uh, seven dollars a month, I think. But not really worth a ticket. No. Ah. If if you want if you want audio shit, you know, I'll take care of you. Oh, cool! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Wade would be proud is of cool. that. <laughs> Fuck Wade. Wade, you know what? Actually, I could call Wade a cocksucker now. It's confirmed. That's right. So. And there will be no offense taken, or there shouldn't That's be, anyways. Right. Well, you know what though? He is a cocksucker because you know he no sells me. He won't come on. He won't come on the <laughs> show. I mean, he was nice to me you know, the one Mel- time I, I emailed him, so I can't say anything bad about him. <laughs> Meltzer's been on well, and, the fucking and, show. And like you said, Fredo, when you say this is wrestling, it brings me to my all-time favorite Dr. Jerry Graham story. When you say, when you talk about gaydom and this is wrestling, and I say this because Doc would tell this in front of any crowd, in front of any audience. When I first knew Dr. Jerry Graham, a friend of mine named Lloyd... And I took him to a Christmas party uh, of, that a wrestler was attending for his work. Needless to say, having Dr. Jerry Graham at that Christmas party got the wrestler fired from his job. And we were the ones who uh, drove Dr. Jerry Graham back to his hotel, the glorious Imperial Hotel in downtown L.A., which had not been very imperial for years. Um, And for those of you newbies who don't know Dr. Jerry Graham, he was one of the most famous wrestlers in the 50s, but by the time I met him in 1981, he had lost everything and was living in a flop house in downtown Los Angeles. So anyway, 
he lived on the third story. It was like 1 a.m. in the morning. We were getting him home from this Christmas party, and he was so plowed, so so drunk that it it must have taken us a half hour to get him up those three flights of stairs. So we get to his door. He was way too plowed to open the door himself, so we had to, you know, unlock it, open it. And as we opened it, we saw the light in his room was off, but the TV was on, and there was a blonde laying in his bed watching the TV. And Lloyd and I look at each other and went, oh, my gosh, he's down and out, but he still has a chick. Like, how does he do it? Like, you know, he's the doc. And two days later, the, the, the doc, the doc, we picked him the, up to the, go to a, a lucha show at Hadco Plaza. And we're saying, uh, hey, doc, so who was the little lady in your bed? And he just smiles fondly and says, oh, that was Maxine. She's a lovely little thing. She cleans my room for me. She takes care of my needs. And she's all woman. She's, well, well, okay, above the waist, she's all woman. She's oh. saving up for the rest <laughs> of the operation. <laughs> okay, um, Kurt and Alfredo. I'm going to send you guys a file with a bunch of downloads, a um, bunch of different wacky shit. Um, that drop that I played earlier of Michael Modest with the, the Ricky Marvin and Mil Mascaris story, that I'm sending you a video file of that because you need to watch Mike's mannerisms and shit. It's quite funny. Oh, that's very cool. I look forward to seeing that. Rob, would you like me to include you on this mailing yeah, sure, man. That'd be great. Yeah, okay, I'm cool. here. That'd be great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we were we were supposed to run down uh, the UFC card from uh, this coming Saturday, but um, we'll That's keep Kurt. it simple. Kurt, Shogun, Shogun, or Liddell? Uh, Shogun. Think he's gonna knock him out? But there'd be nothing. Be nothing if La Momia was wrestling either of them in the three-way. La Momia. <laughs> easily, well, you know, easily. I'm feeling kind of wacky. Um, I was gonna make a Pandaleros number uh, dose compilation for my boy Jeff Dino in San Diego, but I think I'm gonna make you a DVD set instead, Kurt. Awesome. I can always use something to to look at. There you go. Yeah, this is going to be a. I, I it won't fit in an email, so I'm going to put this in a in a file. So. Way cool. <laughs> because there's a whole bunch of different shit. Um, oh, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, what's his name? I guess Matt Bishop's not not going to show up, so we're gonna we're gonna end it a little early. Um, Rob, do you have anything you want to plug before we go? I'm okay, man. Thank you, though. I'm pretty good. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for coming on, brother. We'll have you on next week, 7 o'clock, same as usual. All right, man. I'll see you then. Awesome. Thanks, Rob. Okay, that was my co-host and cohort tag team partner, Rob from Pittsburgh. Now, thanks for coming on, Alfredo. I'll, I'll take care of the plugs for you. Okay, thanks a lot. Talk to you later, then. Awesome. Right. Thanks, brother. Oh, also, check your PMs, huh? Okay, sure thing. Bye. Thanks, brother. Okay, that was Alfredo Esparza. The man, the myth, the legend behind SlamBamJam.com. Um, One of the coolest guys around. And by the way, his sister is hot. Really? She's gorgeous. That's cool. You know what? I've been tr- I've been trying to get Alfie on the show forever. 
You know, oh, he's finally, cool. He is a blast. You know, I yesterday I sent him my my wish list because he is a sponsor, and you know I I don't accept money from Alfredo. He sends me certain number of DVDs a month. Uh, that and he way, has such an awesome collection. Oh, fuck yeah! You know that way. You know everything gets plugged and all that. You know he's not a paying sponsor, so you know I'm I'm taking care of in other ways. Um, for me, it's not about money. Um, as far as getting money from sponsors, it's just basically to keep up my equipment and to pay for my website every year. It's so I you know game. yeah exactly yeah exactly I agree that is so cool. So Kurt, um, now that you're feeling better, are you gonna Get up off your dead ass and start writing some more? Yes, I am, and I do intend to update my blog a lot more frequently than I have been lately. In fact, the reason I've been so away from the computer lately is it feels so good to not be enclosed in my house 24 hours 7 now that I'm off the chemotherapy and all that. It's like I can go to the gym, I can go running again. And it feels damn good, but now I want to sit down and start writing my ass off again. Tremendous. Speaking of which, www.standtheembryo.com. Like I said before, you'll find the most beautifully shallow and insipid literature you will ever read. And if you all check it out, I promise I'll I'll start updating it more than once a month. Please. Yes, yes. Now, I think what what we're going to have to do is I'm going to have to have you back on the show with Rob Naylor so that we can talk about the wimpy matches. I would love that. That would be awesome. The wimpy matches. That was a classic era. Fuck yeah, it was. Fuck (laughs) yes, it was. But we're uh, going to roll, dude. We're going to cut out a little early, man, so I could uh, go partake in some gimmick and uh, relax. Excellent. uh, Keep gimmicking it up. Gimmick all the way. Watch some, uh, maybe, see, what do I have on tap here? I have the Death Valley Jiver, top 20 lucha matches of the 90s. Oh, sweet. So You cannot yes. go wrong. There you go. There's a bunch of different whack shit on there. But, Curtis, thank you for coming on, brother. It's, thank it's you for always... having me, and it's good to see you back in the saddle again, KZ. I'm getting there, man. Good. Uh, there. You take You take good care of yourself, because... The podcast world would not be the same without you. Amen, brother. Well, I will bid you goodbye and kiss your wife for me. I certainly will. I'll give her a big, long, wet one for you. Awesome. And God bless Elena. She takes such great care of me. I have to agree. And give your wife a big kiss for me, too. Well, if the bitch would come home. But <laughs> give me her cell number. I'll call her. <laughs> what, six five zero. No, no, no. But awesome, Curtis. Thanks for coming on, brother. I'm going to cut hey, you off, and I'm going to run okay, down the Okay. Thanks for so. having me, Casey. You take care. All right. Take care, brother. Okay, that was my main man, Kurt Brown. Cancer free. He defeated lymphoma. So much love to Kurt. Uh, let's run down the sponsors, WrestleWarehouse.com, T-shirts, Lucha Libre masks, um, DVDs. I suggest getting any DVD, SoCal Pro Wrestling, any of them. They're all good, um, good stuff there. Uh, then we have SlamBamJam.com for all your Lucha Libre and Japanese pro wrestling needs. Current, past, classics, best ofs, SlamBamJam.com. Check them out. 
Also, the mothership, AaronGaryMarks.com, which where all the magic happens. Much love out there to Stevie J and the rest of the boys. And Ed in San Antonio, nigga, I got your back. And also, LightsOutRadio.com, Matt Bishop, my MMA analyst who was supposed to call in and run down the UFC show with me, did not call in, but LightsOutRadio.com. You can, if you're on MySpace, hit us up, MySpace.com backslash RubberGuardRadio. And looks like we're probably going to get RubberGuardRadio.com up and running again with uh, columnists and other wacky shit. Uh, there's a bunch of archives there. You can find our first half show archives there or the second half at BlogTalkRadio.com backslash RubberGuardRadio. And also, if you want to email me directly, KIDZOMBIE2000 at AOL.com. Um, feedback is good, man. You want to be a guest? If you're one of the boys, promoter, referee, lackey, super fan, you know, give me a fucking uh, email and uh, we can go from there. Uh, we will be back to our regular time next Wednesday, the 22nd at 7 p.m. with Who the Fuck Knows. But we're going to play a song on the way out and I will talk to you kids next week. Bitches. Fuck the trolls. <laughs>